Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Eagles beat the Redskins in Landover, Maryland yesterday, 37-27. Another come-from-behind victory for the Birds in an NFC NFC East matchup against a team that has not done well this season. And that sets up the big, much-anticipated Week 16 tussle against the Cowboys at the link. The Hall of Famer Ray Dininger is here to break everything down. Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us. What have you learned the last two weeks about Carson Wentz with these fourth-quarter comebacks? Um. Learned that he can do it, you know, and that's I've I've never had any great doubt about that, um, but I know a lot of other people have, and it's certainly been part of the narrative surrounding this team and him uh, for the better part of this year. Is that can he win a big clutch game? Can he come through in the fourth quarter? Can he engineer that final drive? Can he bring you from behind? Uh, all of those questions uh, that, in many ways, define leadership and uh, and greatness. A quarterback in the National Football League. That's you know when you think about the quarterbacks who are the really great elite quarterbacks you know it's 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 something beyond just the completion percentage and the raw numbers it's it's kind of that mental picture you have of the guy driving his team down the field late in the game bringing them from behind and making the throws that win it you know that's how you know you can't quote john elway's statistics but you know that's what he was same thing with unitas same thing with montana um it's that quality there that when you need the guy to take your team down the field and win the game he does it uh, and up to this point, people have said, we haven't seen that in Carson Wentz. Well, you've seen it now in consecutive games uh, with your season hanging in the balance. And it's it's huge for the team, and it's huge for him. You know, I mean, he's I, I always thought he was capable of it, but he's finally now put it together these last couple of weeks, and he's done it with a supporting cast, basically. So um, in all of those ways, I think that Carson Wentz should be going into your biggest game of the year with tremendous confidence. And one of those members of the supporting cast are Greg Ward, and it's Greg Ward and, and Ray. Um, I, I hate to be negative on a Monday morning after an Eagles victory, but I, I can look at Greg Ward two ways. One is, has he done enough to earn a job for next season, which I think he has. And then the second one is, how much of an indictment is it on the coaching staff that Greg Ward is performing so well now, but couldn't get on the field until a few weeks ago when there were guys like Matt Collins and Nelson Aguilar and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside doing nothing for most of the season. How much of that is on the, is on the coaching? It's a lot. I mean, it's, it's a lot, and it's a very fair question to ask. I mean, uh, you asked two questions there, and you're right on both of them. Number one, has Greg Ward earned a spot on next year's team to, to play and play a lot and be your, basically your slot receiver, which is what I think he is? Absolutely he has. Um, now, the other part of it is, okay, he's been on your practice squad for three years. Why did it take you this long to find it? That's the stickier question. That's the, thorn- that's the thornier question. Yes, I mean, it, it is an indictment on the coaching staff. You could have had this guy, and it's not just been a matter of a couple of weeks that he's been with you. I mean, he's with you on the practice squad for three years. He's been on the practice squad with you for three years. Uh, and finally, I mean, you only went to him because you really had no other option. I mean, you had nowhere else to go, so okay, we'll put Ward out there. Um, I've seen this kind of thing happen before. Uh, I've seen it happen. To, you know, guys were on a practice squad, and at, at a certain point, the coaches just develop a little blind spot, and all they say is, "Well, that's 
Yeah, that's Greg. He's a practice squad player. Yeah, Greg's a practice squad player. And they don't even consider the other possibility that he could step up and be one of your regulars because they're all all their attention is focused on the 53 from day in and day out, and the practice squad guys are just the practice squad guys. Um, but somewhere along the line, somebody should have noticed what this guy was doing because, I mean, he's been really good. I mean, all through spring practice, all through training camp, all the preseason games, whenever he got a chance to play, he played really, really well. And for a team that was getting so little production out of its wide receiver core, and I mean all of them, from Jeffrey to Aguilar to Hollins to J.J., all of those guys, I mean, they were giving you nothing. And here's a guy that's been productive. Every opportunity of given him a chance to be productive. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm Jeff Lurie, I'm looking at the coaching staff and saying, what the heck, where were you guys? And, and how did we get to this point? It's a very fair question to ask. And regardless of how this season plays out, how far the Eagles go or don't go, whatever, there's going to have to be a very, a, very, a very serious internal review of this team in the front office and the coaching staff to try and answer some of those questions. Yeah, fair, absolutely, certainly. Um, Miles Sanders is somebody who has played all season, Ray, and I, I think we're just scratching the surface with, this, with, with Miles' potential. What's his ceiling? Oh, it's, it's high. I mean, he's, um, he's not exactly like an out-of-nowhere guy. I mean, he... You know, he was Saquon Barkley's backup at Penn State. Didn't really get a chance to play until his final year there. But when he got a chance to play, uh, he played great. You know, and I, I thought that, um, I, you know, in the second round, I figured that's just about where he was going to go. I didn't think it would be a first-round pick. I thought he'd be a high second-round pick. And I was really hoping the Eagles would get him because they needed, you know, they needed to have another running back. They needed to have that other option. Jordan Howard was a good signing. But I really thought that, that Miles Sanders had the potential to be a real breakout player in the NFL. And it took him a little while. I mean, early in the season, he was struggling a little bit to try and get to get it adapted to the speed of play in the NFL. But now that he has, and he's developed a feel for the blocking, and the coaches have worked on him about his willingness to hit it between the tackles and not try and bounce everything outside. I mean, now you see him running like a, like a true NFL running back. And his natural talent, week by week, his natural talent is, is becoming more and more obvious. Um, and you saw yeah, I mean, and you saw the play, the, the draw play that he pops for 56 yards was beautifully run. I mean, it was it's a play where he saw where the daylight was. He started one way, he cut back the other, and then once he hit that other gear, man, he ran away from the defense. So, uh, and I think the coaches, and hopefully the coaches now learn that he's capable of carrying a heavier load. I mean, they, a couple weeks that there were, you wanted him to get the ball more, especially that Jordan Howard has been there. You wanted him to get more opportunities and feed him the ball more because he's obviously capable of carrying a heavier load. Yesterday he finally hit that hundred yard mark, and you're certainly going to need him. You're certainly going to need him next Sunday against the Cowboys because the Cowboys have no no problem running the football. They had two guys over a hundred yards, and and they'll, and they'll have no problem running the football likely against this Eagles defense. I know the Eagles defense struggles more against the pass, uh, and and much more against the pass. Right? What was up with them yesterday? They were getting no pressure on Haskins. You said specifically last week that Haskins looks confused. He did not look confused yesterday, and that's because Fletcher Cox and the Eagles' defensive line is getting no pressure on Haskins. And, and then the wide receivers, McLaren and Sims, were running around the Eagles' defensive backs like it was easy, giving them fits and, and nightmares. Um, how bad was the defense yesterday? And your colleagues on the NBC Sports Philadelphia postgame show, Fletcher Cox and Barrett Brooks, really took it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Seth Joyner and Barrett Brooks really took it to Fletcher Cox yesterday on the postgame show. How bad was he yesterday? How bad was the defense yesterday? Defense 
top to bottom was pretty bad. Um, I mean, you if you look at the stats, you break them down. The Redskins averaged 7.1 yards per snap. They averaged over seven yards per play. And that's the 32nd-ranked offense in football. Um, and the young quarterback, Haskins, that's by far the best that he's looked. I mean, he looked totally comfortable. I mean, for a guy that looked panicked and like he was about to collapse in every other game, um, I mean, he was playing like a veteran in this game. I mean, this was by far his best performance, and it was largely because of the fact that the Eagles didn't pressure him. I mean, they they never really got any pressure on him. They didn't. Get, not only did they not get a sack, they didn't get a single quarterback hit. Now I know he's getting the ball out of his hands quickly, but still, I mean, that was. I mean, there was no pass rush, uh, and the Eagles could never really get a handle on Adrian Peterson, uh, 34 years old, and and he's been one of the great running backs in, in NFL history. I mean, he becomes. In yesterday's game, he moves up. He moves past Curtis Martin to become the fifth leading rusher in NFL history and ties Walter Payton for rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he's a great back for sure. Um, but, I mean, yesterday was one of his best performances. I mean, you made him look like he was 24 instead of 34. So, okay, you survived it and you won the game. But the defense is going to have to play so much better against Dallas next week because the Cowboys are going to be coming into the link with a, a lot more firepower than the Redskins had. Oh, certainly, certainly. What other areas do you think the Eagles must improve for this big game against Dallas coming up? Well, um, you know, they're going to have to develop more consistency on offense. The offensive line has to play better. Uh, there were too many, still too many plays where, where Wentz was under fire in the pocket. And, uh, and Wentz, even though he was very clutch at the end and won the game, he's going to have to get better at protecting the ball in the pocket when there's pressure around him. He can't be putting it on the ground. He fumbled three times, lost one that could have lost the game. He's got to get better at that. Um, the running game was really good, but they have to be willing to stay with it. Uh, defensively, they have to be better in every phase. Uh, I, it scares me that the, that the Cowboys come in with the kind of receivers that they have, especially Amari Cooper, but they've got other guys there, too, that can hurt you. And the other thing that kind of goes unnoticed a little bit, except maybe to me, is the special teams not being very good. I mean, the the Redskins had a couple of really big kickoff returns in big spots that gave them field position where they started their drives right around midfield. You can't have that. And that's been a recurring problem. I mean, in terms of kick coverage, kickoff coverage specifically, the Eagles were next to last in the league in terms of giving the other team good field position to start their drive. They can't afford to let that happen against the Cowboys. So there's a lot to button up in all three areas if they're going to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Now it should be fun, should be exciting. We've been talking about it for weeks, and now it's only six days away, Ray. Well, I, I look forward to previewing it with you Friday morning, and have a wonderful week. Thanks for the time. All right, Dave. Always a pleasure. Talk to you Friday. Talk to you Friday. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.